Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Israel and it is a privilege to encourage you on this Monday morning. We are continuing on with our devotion series called Soul Food, Scriptures the Saints Should Know, and where we are unpacking memory verses that we can all have to remember and to stand on the Word of God together so that when the time comes, we know how to stand on and lean on and trust the Word of God together. So far, the devotion series has been very good as we've been unpacking all these verses. It's been really fun to have Pastor Will and Pastor Anthony from Kariha and George partake in this devotion series also. I hope you've been encouraged as as much as we have. The verse I want to encourage you today, our memory verse for the day, is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 25. And it's a bit of an encouragement this morning rather than just something to remember. The Apostle Paul, writing writing in this book, says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as has been the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day draw near. We are here in Father's House Church in Cape Town, busy with a devotion, with a preaching series called Holy Habits, where we are talking about the foundational habits that we should cultivate as believers to maintain a flourishing and healthy spiritual walk with God. One of these habits that none of us should neglect is the habit of, as the Apostle Paul says here, neglect, not neglecting to meet together, the habit of cultivating godly community. Community is something that's incredibly important to the life of the believer. You can define Christian community as intentionally gathering around the presence of Jesus for spiritual formation. It's people gathering together around the presence of Jesus for spiritual formation because it's in the confines of community that we receive spiritual formation. Loneliness is an epidemic in the world. Research has shown that the effects of loneliness increases your mortality risk by 26%. To put that in perspective, being a smoker, smoking increases your mortality risk by around 23%, which means that statistically, being lonely is a greater risk to your health than being a smoker. Now, that's an interesting thing. It is such a problem that in 2017 in the UK, they appointed a minister of loneliness to try to deal with the epidemic of loneliness in the United Kingdom. Community is an incredibly important thing that we need to pursue as the church because we can, like all things of our faith, present to the world a better way of living. The people of God are always called to called to call the world to account according to the ways of God. And if we can model what it looks like to be a community to the world, we can be better witnesses to the world. I often find that the reason why Christians struggle with community is because we love the ideal of community, but not the reality of community. All of us in all of our Christian community are representative of the church, which scripture says is the body of Christ. Christ is the head. The church is the body. That means that the body needs to reflect the nature of the head. As After all, my head is not different from my body. It's reflective of the same nature. Now, the head of the body, Jesus, has two natures. He is fully human, 
and he is fully divine. We call that the hypostatic union in theology. Somehow, the divinity and the humanity of Jesus are kept in hypostasis with each other, kept in tension with each other. And so Jesus is fully human and fully divine. And he modeled what that looks like for us to live fully human and fully divine lives. Likewise, the church is called to reflect that nature of Jesus, fully human and fully divine. I've often find that people are very comfortable with the divine aspect of the church. We love the gathering. We love the breakthrough. We love the preaching of the word, the encounter of this presence of Jesus, the miracles that break out in our midst. But we find the human side of church incredibly difficult because it is the human side that lets you down. It is the human side that disappoints you. It is the human side that failed at loving you well. It is the human side that hurt you. But the reality is for us to embrace genuine godly community, we can't have an either or embrace of the church. We need to embrace the divinity of God expressed through the church, as well as the humanity through which God works in the church. It's not an either or. But the problem of community is community takes work. It takes intentionality. And in a world that is telling us to be self-centered, becoming other-centered seems outdated and seems out of place. After all, we're a generation of um, fast food, instant Wi-Fi, instant delivery, same-day delivery, um, if Amazon would just finally open here in South Africa. But this idea of intentionally working to something that takes time, something that takes intentionality, something that takes us out of our place of comfortability seems like a strange thing. Being other-centered isn't easy. It takes mindfulness that we need to cultivate. Here's three points, but it takes from us because community will cost us something. Point number one is it requires that you show up. Point number two, it requires that you commit to other people. And point number three, sometimes it means even rearranging your life when it's necessary. Community does two things for us when we embrace it purely. It one, brings exposure, and two, it brings encouragement. Community very often exposes what's going on in the state of our hearts. It's easy to be the most loving, most kind, most righteous person we've got no one else to deal with. It's only when you start dealing with other people that jealousy, pride, anger, discouragement all comes to the forefront as it encounters other people. So Christian community will expose the things of your heart so that the Spirit can start working in it. And the second thing it does is it brings encouragement. The only way to be healed in relationships is for you to be in relationships. No one ever hurts from relational, heals from relational hurt by living, continuing to live a life in isolation. It's only once you enter into a healthy relationship that you start becoming healed from unhealthy relationships. Marta Barna, the think tank in the U.S., did an interesting survey among discipleship and spiritual formation in the U.S., and they found that 41% of the people said that their spiritual formation is entirely private and has nothing to do with each other. In another, another survey they did, they asked people what is their preferred method of being discipled by Jesus, and 38%, the largest group, said that it was entirely one-on-one private with God and had nothing to do with the people around them. It means the largest group of Christians believe that their discipleship has nothing to do with community and is purely an individualistic one. With statistics like this, we shouldn't be surprised when the church suddenly says, well, we don't really want to gather together, or we actually just do what the apostle says, we neglect meeting together 
all together. We don't frequently meet together. And the Apostle Paul says that we should encourage one another to meet together all the more as we see the days draw near. And we don't know where we are sitting in the scope of things until Jesus comes back. But we know that the longer we are, we are moving away from the time of the cross 2,000 years later, we are moving closer and closer to the return of the Lord. So we know we are moving closer to the days, which means all the more we need to start encouraging the people around us to meet together and to give ourselves to community. Community is a beautiful thing if we would allow it to come in. It's often forgotten that the same command that the Lord gives us to love one another is the command for me to allow myself to be loved by another. And so don't be so other-centered that you continue to love people around you, but you isolate yourself and are known to allow yourself in the confines of community to be loved by another. Can we pray? Father, thank you for the incredible gift of the church. Thank you for the incredible gift of community that you've called us together to be reflective of your nature out in the world. We ask, Father, that you will bring people across our path that we can love intentionally, but also that we can allow them to intentionally love us. Be with us now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll see you again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m.